I've been called nothing but an Oklahoma State and Big 12 homer today. Is that true? Maybe. But stats, lives matter. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State. I want to appreciate you jumping in and vibing with me on this fine, fine day. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as visually on YouTube, and you can find me personally at Aldeo State on Twitter. So, yeah, I, I had a wonderful experience today jumping on the Voice of College football show. And obviously, right, there's a large contingent from most every conference out there as far as fans are concerned and you all know obviously i'm pretty opinionated on the differentiation between the pac-12 and the big 12 we're not going to dive too far into that part of it today i got a little snippet for, for for us on it but i said in the show and i got chastised for it that the separation between the big 12 and the pac-12 is is astronomically big and the differentiation between the Big 12 and the Big 10 is much closer than people think, even if you go by a, a multitude of areas, whether it be wins, whether it be losses, whether it be TV ratings, whatever. The metrics that are not applicable are the ones that seem to get all over the news waves, right? We all know that people like Paul Feinbaum is nothing more than a mouth-breathing dragon at times. He just says stuff to, to stir the pot, kind of like a Skip Bayless, hardcore OU homer that says stuff to stir the pot. Mark Rogers is not one of those guys. He's very, very, very good at his job. The respect he has in the industry is phenomenal. And he did get me a little bit on some of the TV ratings, although our argument were, was kind of different. My argument was, there is a gap between the Big 12 and the Big 10, but it's not as big as people think. His argument was it's a bigger gap than what I thought. And so I did a little bit of digging, right? And we have some news, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so we're not going to worry about the, the Pac-12 today so much. We're going to focus on the Big 10, right? The Big 10, I have said, is very, 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 very top-heavy with terrible, terrible, terrible teams at the bottom with really, really, really good marketing. Somewhat comparable to the SEC, but the SEC's top-heavy is more teams, right? The SEC's top-heavy is a couple of NFL type of caliber teams, a couple really, 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 really good teams that could make the Final Four every year, and then some good teams with good athletes, and then some teams that just get overhyped because they're in the SEC. The same can be said about the Big Ten. The same cannot be said about the Big 12, thankfully. Yeah, historically speaking, KU was pretty bad. But Lance Leipold has got the Jayhawks turned around, and they're flying high right now, pun intended. Oklahoma State is often viewed as upper echelon in the Big 12, but right upper half of middle ground three, four, five range fairly consistently. Okay, yeah, that's fair. 
this last year, you knew there was not a guaranteed win on the schedule. I mean, you thought maybe going into the year that KU could be one. But for those of us who watched the previous year, we watched KU almost beat OU. They should have beat OU. And if the Heisman Trophy win Caleb Williams doesn't pull off some crazy magic and, and yank the ball out of his own guy's hands, KU does win that game. Now, of course, they beat Texas. I know that's not saying a whole lot. Most everybody nowadays beats Texas like a drum, but you saw Kansas getting better. Did you see them being as good as they were last year? No. And then they dealt with some injuries, and that kind of derailed some things. But I remember when they were playing Duke, right? Two basketball schools, Blue Blood basketball schools, both undefeated. That was the most watched ESPN game day, pre-November game, in a long time. It was over a decade, for sure. It might have even been like 15, 16 years, if I recall. So, again, the perception of the Big 12 is very comparable to the perception of Oklahoma State. The perception of Oklahoma State is we can get to the top, never get over the top. And and as I've said before, right, some of the negative connotations that get stuck with the Big 12 is primarily because we were run for a long time by OU. OU won the title over and over and over and over again, and then they'd get in the Final Four CFP, and they'd, they'd get beat up a little bit. So, again, the perception of the Big 12 has always kind of been, yeah, they can get there, but never over there, over the, the proverbial hump, per se. And I've also argued that last season, like, people want to throw a lot of shade at the Big 12 because TCU got hammered. That's ridiculous. The SEC, okay, Bama and Georgia, have clearly separated themselves roster-wise. LSU, obviously, you could you could say is up in the fold. There's been some consistently better teams recently. Level competition, okay, a little bit different. But marketing is massive. The SEC started marketing in 1984. They were the first conference to break aside from the FCA and they started negotiating their own TV deals. They were the first conference to do so. So the SEC has always been at the forefront of this stuff. But it's marketing. It's publicity, right? Every bowl game, every big basketball game, you remember they would always hold these SEC signs up and they chant SEC over and over and over and over again. We're talking a decade plus back. It was all marketing. And they did a phenomenal job. And in the Big Ten, since then has done a decent job of marketing as well. But numbers don't typically lie. So we're about to jump into some numbers. Uh, that's what this episode is kind of going to be built around. Ah, keyword built. You already know I'm going with built bar, guys. If you haven't gone to built.com or you haven't gone to Walmart or you haven't gone to Sam's Club yet, what are we missing out on, ladies and gentlemen? We're missing out on the only protein bar that legitimately tastes like a candy bar covered in 100% real chocolate. We've been saying stats, lives matter. The statistics on Built Bar will blow your mind, as will the flavors. So do not miss your opportunity to try these, all of these crazy flavors. And whether your favorite Beatro or peanut butter brownie or peanut butter puff or my favorite still, cookies and cream, 
I, what's your favorite? What's your cup of taters? What's the built bar you're going to take on the road next time you have a road trip? Go to built.com right now to find out all of the details. Or again, run to Walmart, grab yourself a four bar box, or grab it in bulk. Go to Sam's Club, get yourself a 13 bar box. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Bill Barr's worth that, y'all. Okay, stats, lives matter. Again, we're not focusing on the Pac-12, and you'll see why at the end. There's a statistical reasoning as to why. But the conversation today was primarily Big Ten. Okay, so what is the biggest metric in football? National titles. All right, we, we, we haven't had one since 1945. So that's not a conversation we're really privy to, right? Okay, so what's after that? Well, conference titles. That is where we kind of fall on deaf ears to some degree. The next metric is going to be W's, baby. Just win, baby. Okay, so when you think of the Big Ten, you think – of them being far superior to the Big 12. I'm not saying you. I know you don't, but nationally speaking. And when you also think of the Big 10, you think of the, the high-flying pageantry, right? I'm not, I'm not saying pre-Joe Paterno, Penn State, and, and that type of pageantry. But wouldn't you agree that Penn State is still viewed as a better college, a better job, better football team, more successful, yada, yada, yada? Probably. How about Iowa? Would you say it's fair that Iowa is pegged to kind of be in that role a little bit above Oklahoma State? Right? What about Michigan State? Michigan State, right? Surely they're, they're somebody who you're going to project to be ahead of Oklahoma State. Northwestern. We just played Wisconsin, so we, we know they got the head up on us there. But we also know there was a crap ton of turmoil going on coming into the bowl game. Is that an excuse? No. Were we better than whiskey? Yes. Should we have beat them? Probably. But we didn't. It is what it is. And it gives them another W in their win total. So let's go over these, right? Wins and losses. At the end of the day, that's what equals the nut cutting time. And Oklahoma State is generally viewed as the higher echelon mid-tier program in the Big 12. We know you and Texas leave. That'll change a little bit. I get that. But let's say the last uh, 12 years, okay? Or even just go back to 2010. Since 2010, some of these vaunted programs that are way better than we are nationally, perception-wise, um, let's see here. We've got, uh, well, Northwestern. I wouldn't say they're viewed ahead of us, but I would say they're viewed ahead of maybe a Kansas State to some people. No. 
83 wins, 78 losses, you're barely squeaking above 500. All right. We mentioned Iowa. Are they on the same playing field? Maybe. Is Minnesota? No. Now you, you can stop counting pretty quick when you look at Minnesota, Rutgers, Maryland. Sorry, Nebraska. Love you. Wish you would have stayed. But you're not in the comparison either. Okay. So Iowa, good comparison. Kirk Ferentz, Mike Gundy, both been there a very, very long time. Kind of like winning him over in Utah. Smash Mouth, Big Ten, Big Ten, Big Ten, Big Ten. 105 W's, 57 losses. Pretty, pretty daggone good, actually, right? That's very impressive. All right, Iowa. Uh, okay, that's fair. Penn State. Penn State is viewed as the, the mighty Nittany Lions, right? The, the white towels that completely blanket a stadium. Really cool. The pageantry is awesome. On-field production, you're good. But you ain't better. You haven't been better. The last uh, 10, 12 years, no. You have 109 wins, 55 losses. Again, very respectable. Very good job. Cool. Michigan State. Most people would agree, of course, Michigan State's going to be viewed above Oklahoma State. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, They have 110 wins, 54 losses. Again, you're talking triple figures. It's a big deal, right? When you press that 100, 110 mark, very, very, very impressive. Very, very, very productive. But not the same. Oh, Wisconsin. They just beat us. They get an extra one on us. Congratulations. I hate seeing Luke Fickle go there. I was selfishly hoping for Cincinnati to retain him for a little while longer, but it is what it is. 122 W's, 47 losses. Wow. Hats off, Wisconsin. That's actually, to be honest with you, a little bit better than I thought going into it. So all that to finally get to the point of Oklahoma State has 120 W's and 48 losses. How many teams in the Big Ten have produced more than Oklahoma State University, a high mid-tier level Big 12 team? You guessed it, Ohio State, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Everybody wants there to be this big gap between us and the Big Ten. Well, you can want it. You can hope for it. You can wish for it. You can pretend it. But it's not there. The wins and losses don't equal that. The only things that prove that the Big Ten is is ahead of the Big 12 is dollar-dollar bills, which, yes, are obviously massively important, which is why all this realignment and everything is even happening. It's about money and recruiting. But another caveat. As an O-State fan, most of you will understand, we don't always get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to recruiting. And I'm not making excuses per se, because our success, right, what we just listed off means we're the number 10 winningest program in the last 12 years, in the last 10 years. Top 10 in W's. Now, you guys have all heard me get on my soapbox about how many times we've lost the pseudo or physical Big 12 championship trophy? I hate it. It, it. it makes life very difficult to stomach. But again, 
wins and losses, production, all that, it's supposed to matter. Stats, lives matter. So all those teams that that we just listed off, they're they're not better than us, and we're not the pinnacle of the Big 12. Even if you take out OU in Texas, okay, fine, Blue Blood's gone. And you keep in the Blue Bloods in the Big Ten. Same same concept. The application won't change a tremendous amount. Which is why we got the TV deal that we did. Brett Yormark could have waited a little bit longer. Brett Yormark could have got more money. Brett Yormark did all of this when we still had several teams in the top 15. He made the decision to pull the trigger early because he's betting on himself. He's betting on the Big 12. Not this Big 12, the new Big 12. Which is another reason why I think he'll stick around for a little while. He wants to watch this grow, and I would be willing to bet you money that Brett Yormark is here to chip away at the Big 10. And one thing that Mark Rogers brought up when we were talking about TV revenue, what I said was the gap isn't that big. And he was like, the gap's massive. He pulled up TV ratings. And yeah, I get it, right? You're Ohio State, you're Michigan, and even obviously to some degree you're Wisconsin's. They're going to outduel the individuals on the Big 12. That's fair. My, my point was everybody wants to pretend that the upper middle pack of the Big Ten is something special. <laughs> it's not. Michigan State, yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty darn good. They're consistently good. Just like who? Oklahoma State, yeah. Same thing can be said for Penn State. I mean, heck, they even have our offensive coordinator. Perception. Perception is king, unfortunately. It's not always about reality. It's not always about tangible, physical, evidentiary proof. Perception, perception, perception. The perceptions are these things. The perceptions are that the Pac-12 is even close to the Big 12. It's crazy. Financially, Yes, I understand it's going to take a long time for us to even get close to the Big Ten dollar-dollar bill section. But recruiting, how often have we seen somebody, let's say, commit to OU or Texas and be a five-star and then decide they're coming to Oklahoma State and automatically get bumped down to a four-star? Well, hey, we just saw it happen with Talon Shetron. He was a five-star, committed to OU, decommitted, committed to Oklahoma State with his brother, and he went down. This isn't new. This has been happening. So, again, perception is we can't recruit. Should we be recruiting better with the amount of consistent success we've had? Yes. Should we always be a top 25 recruiting class with having the 10th most wins in the last uh, 10, 12 years? Yes. But... If we had a different helmet sticker, we would be. If the perception was a little different, we would be. It is what it is. And then you want to go um, the, the TV rating side of things. Okay. Uh, let me 
I had that. There we go. Pulled up. Okay. So the bee's knees, everybody's big time conference championship games, right? These are the games that everybody's tuning in for. Well, who is the top dog? I'm sure you probably guessed it. At almost 11 million viewers, 10.89, the SEC title game, LSU-Georgia. That's expected, right? Right below them, barely right below them, I might add, was uh, Purdue-Michigan to some degree. Okay, at 10.7, good job. That's a big matchup. Number three, the Big 12. Okay, you guys probably anticipated that, but what you probably didn't anticipate is the gap is 9.4 million, 10.7 million. Is it a decent gap? Yeah. Is it a massive gap? No, not at all. You want to know what is a massive gap? Well, I don't know. Why don't we look down one more? Pac-12 championship. Utah and the big vaunted, much heralded USC. Southern Cal. The stinking Lincolns. 5.9. Is 5.9 million viewers the same as 9.4? No. It's it's a massive discrepancy. And our two teams that played for the Big 12 title are still in the Big 12. Your two teams that played for the Pac-12 title, one of them is about to be gone, and the other one is becoming more and more irrelevant every time they decide to open their mouth and back George Klyovkov. And then the ACC 3.4. I feel bad for the ACC, to be honest with you. That's the lay of land. Is there a gap between us and the Big Ten? Yes. Is it a very big gap? No. Michigan is not better than TCU. Michigan is not better than Kansas State. TCU is not as good as Georgia. Kansas State is not as good as Bama, right? These, these are all things that we're able to see or statistically find ways to, to make it make sense. Again, perception. Bob Bowlesby was a terrible, terrible, terrible marketer for the Big 12. He did not market the Big 12 except for one time. And the one time he put on a massive marketing campaign and it was working was the first conference to do one true champion, right? The best play the best, not divisions, not pods, not whatever. It was the best two teams, period. One true winner. We were the only conference to have it. And then what do we do with it? We split it, right? We, we split it down the middle, and Bob Bowlesby's like, oh, one true champion. Well, actually, okay, let's, let's split it in half. Let's do half champions. And what happened? As soon as that happened, the committee was like, oh, well, uh, that's a joke. See you later. No Big 12 teams get in. That is precisely the Big 12 marketing errors and mantra up until now. And because we've been scorned before, I do understand why people would have some reluctancy in trusting that the Big 12 is going to continue to chop away. But again, we just went over some of the numbers. If you guys want me to do a Pac-12 comparison, I can, but I'm going to tell you, it's not even as comparable as this is. Oklahoma State is viewed as an upper echelon, mid-tier team, as is Wisconsin, Michigan State, Penn State, Iowa, 
and the only one of those that hold a candle to Mike Gundy's led Oklahoma State teams is whiskey. So, if you're going to tell me, not you, but in general, the masses, if, if you and the masses are going to keep telling me that there's a big difference between the Big Ten and the Big 12 and the Big 12 and the Pac-12, you got one of those, right? There is a massive difference between the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Financially, statistically, whatever, whatever. The Big Ten, it's about marketing perception. Marketing perception. Let's start tearing down the walls. Because I know Brett Yormark is. And I know statistically, we're much closer to the Big Ten than the Pac-12 will ever be again to the Big 12. Write it down. Take it to the bank. It is what it is. All right, y'all. That's all we got for this one. I love you. God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. All right, y'all. Later.